Our text this morning comes from the Old Testament reading in Isaiah 50. Um, I want to remind you just a little bit of the end there, uh, verses 8 and the first part of 9. He who vindicates me is near, who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. You hold the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I almost don't want to ask you this, but I'm going to anyway, because you know I'm difficult like that. Uh, Have you ever been caught in a lie? Andrew shakes his head. Right here in church, you already did that. That's really awful. Uh, let me just uh, say, what, what did it better, uh, in your experience, would it have been better if you'd spoken the truth in the first place? I mean, most of the time you realize that way down the road, but see, the difficulty is when you lie, it's usually to protect yourself or protect somebody or, well, I mean, be honest, it's usually to protect yourself from whatever difficulty, but every once in a while you figure you're going to get away with it and then the lie won't be any problem for you and that's just as much difficulty because then comes some measure of guilt unless you're already <laughs> way down the line of, of badness. Uh, uh, and then, you know, after that, a lot of times if you lied once, you just got to lie some more to fix it or to uh, hold up the existence of the truth in a lie, which is not very helpful. Uh, and then if you can do that enough and then the lies get easier and then while well, you're all in a bad spot. So I think you understand the truth is just better. Uh, the difficulty is whether you trust it or not to be better and that is where the difficulty lies. Now uh, in Isaiah's day, there were true prophets and there were lion prophets. Uh, and and the, the, the false ones, they found favor as prophets uh, with the powerful by saying what kings wanted to hear. It's, you can kind of imagine how that would be because if, if the, the king is happy with you because you told him stuff that's really good for him, uh, whether it's true or not, then you, know, you can see how that might make you a little more powerful and maybe a little more rich. And honestly, uh, if you think about that, even a little bit, there's still people that do that. They lie to power to gain favor and, you know, stuff. Isaiah spoke, on the other hand, what God gave him to say. Now, admittedly, he did not always understand what he was talking about because he was just a human being. And God talked about the past and he talked about the present, and he talked about the future, and sometimes it was a little hard to say what God was up to, but Isaiah spoke what he was given to say, uh, and naturally, since that was almost always in those days about war and loss and exile uh, because of sin, the, the people in power, they didn't like to hear it at all, so they were a little hard on him. Uh, in fact, nobody, in the whole kingdom liked what Isaiah was saying a lot of the times. And this was true, I would say, almost universally of prophets. Um, but they were there to advise the kings of what God had in his mind. And, uh, well, it didn't go well because nobody wanted to hear it. Uh, like all of the true prophets, Isaiah was, after all, uh, abused because of what he said. 
that happened to all of them pretty universally. Um, interestingly, though, the true prophets, they didn't back off. Isaiah being one of them, he just kept saying what God gave him to say, even if it made everybody mad, even if it caused him some danger. He spoke the truth, trusting God, uh, and eventually they murdered him. And if you listen to Jesus, that was pretty much a universal thing for prophets anyway. Now, uh, when I was young, uh, almost everyone I knew was a church-going person one way or another. Most of them were actually kind of serious about it. Uh, maybe you can remember those days if you're old enough to remember them. But that's not the case anymore. Uh, in fact, it isn't anywhere near the case anymore, and, and I know that you have felt it. The world despises your faith, the things that you believe, the things that you try to teach. Uh, of course, for Isaiah, it was actually, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, the people of God that were the most difficult, because those are the ones he was talking to, uh, they, they despised him horribly. Uh, and and um, I, I would suppose to some extent, if you look around the Christian world, you might find a false teacher here and there, and they cause a lot of trouble, and they don't like you very much. So how is there, uh, well, you can probably imagine looking around at your life a little bit, trying to find a smoother ride than, than it is for the believers because things can get difficult, but there's, there's no easy place to stand. Uh, silence, maybe, holding yourself back, uh, hiding what you believe for uh, a smoother ride in the world. Uh, that stuff is not uncommon to us. And how is there no shame in such things? Uh, Isaiah said that he would not be shamed. So, you know, people were disgracing him all the time, uh, and um, it seemed like there was nothing but shame for him, but whether, but whether were you despised for speaking truth or, or silent in fear, uh, isn't there shame kind of all over the place is what it seems like. Even still, we fear to speak sometimes, and we try to hide our shame in it, except the big problem you have is that you've been found out. Because you're one, you're sitting here in church. <laughs> People know about that. Uh, secondly, God is aware of who you are and what you do every day of your life, which can be a little disappointing for him because he knows what he would like you to do and you know what you do. And so does he. Uh, now, Isaiah's work was certainly difficult. There's no doubting that. Uh, if you speak to kings, it is unhealthy to speak hard truth. That's just, everybody knows that. Um, so it is with our whole world, or at least as it seems right now. It's not so much that kings are your problem, because, I mean, I, have any of you ever met a king? No, I, I didn't think so. I, it's, uh, it's kind of unusual these days because there aren't so many of them as there used to be, but um, the, the rest of the world is not particularly receptive either, uh, very much like what it was in Isaiah's day. Still, 
as difficult as that is, this reading doesn't only describe the circumstances of Isaiah because it's prof prophecy and it is prophetic and it talks about things in the future as well. It talks about you. They, they, they also here have words about your savior. On this particular Sunday, we remember, we celebrate the arrival of Jesus to the city of Jerusalem in that last week of his earthly life. And on that day, the people were in the streets and they were celebrating his coming. And they seemed to understand by their words that he was the son of God, that he was the son of David. And that that put him, marked him down as the Messiah, uh, which they were happy about. This is the beginning of the week. By the end of the week, even though they had celebrated with you, even as you did this morning, they, by the end of the week, they were ready either to sentence him to death because they were pretty mad that he wasn't doing what they wanted him to do, or, or, or at most, they left him alone to die because they didn't know what else to do, and they were afraid of being lumped in with them. At best, at best, they were afraid, too afraid to do anything. That's the condition of human beings faced with hardship and sacrifice. We hide. But pay attention to these words of the prophet. He heard the truth. He says he did. Even as you've heard and believed what Christ has done for you. What he is doing even now to forgive you to awaken the spirit in you, to walk with him, e even through such things as are horrifying and scary, things that you hide from and are worried about all the time, uh, knowing that even in fear and hesitancy, he has forgiven you in his blood. It's why he came. He was fully aware that everybody would leave him to the cross. He was fully aware that you would have trouble. It hasn't gotten easier and it hasn't gotten less scary since those days, but it is different. For you and for all, against every resistance, because everybody uh, essentially rejected what he was up to, e even in you, God has, well, he has stated that he loves you by his son's cross, that you are loved, that you are cared for, that he is with you in all things, even when you're afraid, even when you're sinning, even when you have no idea what you're doing, he is with you. If God himself has judged you innocent, Isaiah says, if that has happened before his throne, you cannot be judged. If that has happened, what can anyone say otherwise? You cannot be accused anymore because your sins have been removed. Even when you're cowering in the corner, your sins have been taken away and nailed to the cross. That's how much God has loved you. He is salvation and he is eternity in Christ. And he will never disappoint you. You will never be failed by him. And so uh, if he's on your side, you can stand confidently together never alone, but with God himself by your side, and he will not disappoint you. The shame that Isaiah talks about is not just having a bad day. It is that he wants you to understand that his God, your God, will never fail you. What he has promised he will do. What is done is done. It cannot be undone, and you are his, and you are loved, 
And he will not allow you to be disappointed, to be shamed about that. Uh, I, I found uh, a very interesting, this bit, uh, he's given me the tongue of those who are taught. Uh, he's, he's, uh, so that you can offer a word of uh, help for those who are weary. And, and he awakens my ear as those who are taught, as those who are taught. And, and it's kind of interesting. Could you or anyone speak truth if you hadn't been taught? Uh, and see, and this is the thing, um, and we were talking about this in Bible study a little bit this morning, even when you hear what God says to you about what you should be doing, it isn't always obvious what you should do in your circumstances. Well, how do you love somebody on this particular day about any particular circumstances? You have no idea. How could you be taught about that? But for some reason, you can hear it and you can speak it having not heard it because Isaiah could. He heard stuff that he had no idea what he was talking about. He was a prophet. And you can, a prophet in your own sense, I suppose, uh, inspired by the spirit that lives in you, believing by the gifts of God, loving because he loves you first, and speaking comfort as you have been comforted. Those things have been done in you and with you and for you because God does that. You have been chosen by him, you have been lifted up by him, you have been forgiven by him, you have come to be his own, his body, his bride, and that shall never be taken. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.